Hey, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Slizzy, coming to you with another Slizzy take. Shout-outs to everybody tuning in. Shout-outs to everybody that be showing me love. I appreciate the love and support. Go follow me at Slizzy Take on Instagram, S-L-I-Z-Z-Y-T-A-K-E. Facebook, the same way. Um, Snapchat. I will be on Twitter starting in July. So I will be on Twitter. Stated in New York Knicks. So definitely look on look, look out for that. Um, shout outs to my guy, Mr. Mookie Mitchell. My guy from Australia down under. My co-host on the State of the New York Knicks podcast. I appreciate you, brother. Shout outs to you. Um Let's get right into it, man. State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 32. Now, for this episode, I had to put the Dynasty intro in the background. I had to. Shout out to Jay-Z, but I had to. And the reason why I had to is because the, the Knicks, we trying to get a Dynasty over here. You know, we trying to build something that's long-lasting, build a culture, um... And, 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 and you know, do do certain things that will have us in the, in the championship hunt for years to come. So we're trying to build a dynasty here, and that's what we're trying to do. And people been saying all of this. First of all, let me get this out the way, right? The re- what made me do this episode today was the Anthony Davis trade talks. Well, all the rumors and stuff. It's not really a hot rumor for the Knicks, but, you know, people's been talking about it. And a lot of people been praying to God that the Knicks get Anthony Davis. And there is pros to it and there's cons to it. And I feel like the the, the, the cons outweigh the pros. So... You know, we could we could trade for Anthony Davis like what the usual people do. We could give up Mitchell Robinson, give up Kevin Knox, give up Alonzo Trier, give up a couple of our other pieces, give up some first-round draft picks, and we could possibly get Anthony Davis and have him with a big three with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie Irving. It sounds beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, it, it sounds beautiful. I would love to have that big three. Any day, any time of the year. Don't get me wrong. It sounds beautiful. But the way Scott Perry and Steve Mills have been talking, you know, they've been going on a PR recruit, uh, a PR trip since the offseason started for the Knicks. And, you know, they got David Fisdale had an interview with Alan Kahn. I'm going to play a, a bit of that. Um, Steve Mills and Scott Perry went on the Michael K show. And, you know, they did their own interview. And they just reiterated to the fans, like, we're not going to spend this money foolishly like they've done in the past. And we're not going to hand max contracts out to guys who do not want to be a Nick. To guys who do not want to win a championship here. And to me, that sounds good. You know, they sent the email out a couple weeks ago. It sounds good. It sounds very good. But to an old head Nick fan, it, it, it would be the same old thing. You know, 2010, remember the 2010 Donnie Walsh? He was all in on LeBron, all in on free agents, all in on free agency. And 
we know how that story goes. So I'm not putting all my eggs in the basket just because management is saying, oh, you know, Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie might be, you know, here and whatnot. So I'm not putting my eggs in the basket and all that. My eggs in the basket comes the May 14th, that, that NBA draft lottery. But, you know, back to the topic at hand, you know, people would, want to, people would say, oh, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, that's a championship. Um, you never know. Kyrie Irving's a question mark. He has knee issues. Um, you got guys like Kevin Durant. He had a bone graft surgery in his foot. He'll probably have injury issues as he get older. Now you got Anthony Davis. He's injury prone. The man never played 82 games in, a, in, in an NBA season. You know? So you got those three guys. You're going to get one championship out of If those three stay healthy, you're going to get one championship. At least one. Just like the Boston Celtics did back in 2008. You're going to get one. You get what I'm saying? But do one championship outweigh... Multiple championships, four or five, you know, do a couple of championships somewhere else outweigh one with the Knicks? You don't know how much weight everything holds, but to me, I don't want the Knicks to do what the 2008 Boston Celtics did. I don't, I don't want that to happen, and it's killing me. I don't want it to happen, and it's killing me because it probably can happen, but Scott Perry, like I said, Scott Perry, Steve Mills are reiterating that they're not going to mess up the cap room that we got. They're not going to mess up the cap space. So I'm going to believe these guys, and I'm going to believe them. At the, I'm going to take their word, and I'm going to believe what they're saying to me, and I'm not going to panic. So my biggest grip on this Anthony Davis trade is who are we trading I don't want to trade Mitch I don't want to trade Kevin Knox I don't want to trade Alonzo Trey I don't want to trade Dennis Smith Jr. I don't want to trade Frank Nicolina I don't I basically don't want to trade nobody I don't want to trade nobody I'm too attached to these players but I gotta understand this is a business you know but people do you remember that Carmelo Anthony trade it destroyed basically our roster because we had no extra guys after that trade to help Carmelo and to help Amari Stoudemire out. We had no young police, no young pieces. We had no flexibility, and it was just a dis- disaster, man. And I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to gut half my roster to help the Pelicans with their rebuild. I- I- I'm not into that. I seen that Carmelo and Anthony trade happen. I was excited at first, but down the line, it just, it was horrid. It was horrid. We lost Jam- we lost out on Jamal Murray because of that trade. You know? Because we had to trade for Carmelo, and then trying to get Carmelo help, we traded for Bogliani. You know that pick went to Denver, and Denver got Jamal Murray. Come on now. We still looking for a point guard from years ago. You get what I'm saying? So... It's hard for me to come to grips with that with an Anthony Davis trade. And then on top of that, besides me saying he's never really healthy, okay, health is a part of the game. What has he won? You know, he got to the second round once in his career, got swept by Golden State, got swept by Golden State the first time he got into the playoffs. You sweep Portland, okay, cool. 
But that's all you've done? That's all you've done? I don't know him to be a dominant basketball player. And that's my issue with the trade. And, you know, I'm, I'm so comfortable with this team and I'm comfortable with this roster. And I'm comfortable having Mitchell Robinson here, having Kevin Knox here, and having Alonzo Trey here. You know, Golden State, they, they drafted a couple of their guys. You get a few key pieces in free agency and you keep it, you keep it going. And that's what I would like to see for the Knicks. So what I am going to do, right, is play a little bit of what David Fisdale said during his Alan Kahn interview when he was basically talking about Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, and Isozo, Lonzo Trier. So let's get right into it. Mitchell Robinson. That was an easy one. That is easy. Okay. That was an easy one for me. I just had no... I really didn't have a huge expectation for him this year. We have this kid who didn't play, you know, a whole year of basketball, didn't go to college. You think maybe he's immature, he's not ready for this. All He was the exact opposite, you know, super mature, uh, tried to apply everything you said to him. Uh, you know, when we talked about nutrition and diet and stuff like that to him, he immediately took to it. Um, you know, and then when he got on the court, uh, he was just way more advanced than I thought he would be from an understanding standpoint. And, um, you know, obviously his instincts and his timing is it's special. Uh, his athleticism is special. But just his overall understanding of the game and his work ethic is what just blew me away. Is there one thing about him that people don't know which gets you excited about his potential? He's a leader. Really? Oh, big time. I was so uh, blown away. Uh, with how once you know we got into the season and he started to really get a grasp of what was going on around him how he was willing to speak up on things that he didn't think were going right you know so especially defensively you know we come back to the huddle he was on guys uh if guys didn't run the floor with him he was on them uh how the hell am i going to trade mitchell robinson my fault, David Fisdale. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. How to? How to? I don't like cursing on my podcast. <laughs> I try to keep it simple. I don't really like cursing on my podcast. How the hell are we gonna trade Mitchell Robinson? Mister One Hundred Sixty One Blocks break the next rookie record for blocks. You know how to? Let, let I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish talking, David Fisdale. If he saw that a guy didn't pass the ball to a teammate, he would go bump him and say, man, share the game. And it was just like, wait a minute. This kid is already naturally doing these things. And usually big guys don't jump right into leadership like that. But he was willing to speak up about pointed things that um, I think if he can continue to build on that, he can be a heck of a leader for us. Alonzo Trier was the name I thought you were going to bring up as far as surprise, undrafted. Mm -hmm. A bit older, though, for a rookie, but still not a lot of expectations either. He didn't finish the season because of the injury. However, he opened a lot of eyes. What did you see in him? What do you see for him going forward? You know why he didn't surprise me is because he told me what he was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> the first night we talked to him, you know, he didn't get drafted, so we got on the phone with him. He didn't finish the season. I'm loving Isozo. I had to stop David Fizzler right there real quick. Isozo averaged 11 points. Isozo... Shot 40% from three. Isozo, no, basically 39%. Isozo averaged 
three rebounds, two assists per game, 44% from the field. As far as Mitchell Robinson goes, he averaged seven points, six rebounds, two and a half blocks, almost a steal, 69% from field goal range. So you see two guys who's very competitive, young guys who want to be great and who want to be good at their craft. Let's continue speaking about Isozo and his confidence. And I like how you told David Fizz that I'm going to make your team. I want you to come here and be a two-way player. You know, another guy, Scott, was like, I'm telling you, Fizz, this guy with the right, you know, guidance, he can end up being a, a steal. And I got on the phone with him, and he said, Coach, when can I come out? I want to fly out tomorrow and start working. And he said, uh, and just so you know, I'm going to make your team. That's great. Now, I'm thinking to myself, this kid has obviously got a, a, a misconception, a, a, a real irrational confidence about him. But as soon as we got him and we put him in the gym, right from day one, we were like, this kid's going to put a lot of pressure on us to make this team. And uh, he did exactly that. And Kevin Knox's case, a 19-year-old, the amazing <laughs> thing is he's going to stay 19 until August. So, Hold on, Mr. Khan. Now, Kevin Knox was my pick for David Fisdale. I don't care what nobody else say. Kevin Knox is my golden child. I don't care what no I don't care about his defensive plus minus. I know it was bad. Third to last in the league this season. I don't care. I don't care. He's from Kentucky. I've been watching him since he was down at Tampa. I love his game and I know he's going to be great and I know he's going to help us win a championship on this team. Now, y'all can continue about my guy, Mr. Kevin Knox. He's very very young. Was it almost like a parent of a teenager at times where you saw his potential, but there were sometimes you just it just wasn't there? How was it coaching him? It was uh, it was a great challenge for me. I, I'm lucky enough that I've gotten to coach my fair share of teenagers. Uh, so I, I was already ready for the ups and downs of, of what he was going to go through. You know, you're talking about a kid whose body is still growing. Um, you know... Uh, he played one year of college ball. He's the youngest player in the NBA. Like you say, he's a young 19. It's not, you know, it's not just a regular 19. And so I kind of have prepared myself for what he was going to go through. And I knew uh, I had to stay stable throughout it because he was going to go through the roller coaster, especially at, that's the, that position in our league. You're talking about the Kawhis, the Kevin Durant, the LeBron James. You know, these guys are, are beasts physical beast and so knowing that his biggest weakness was his weakness was his body uh i knew that this was going to be one of those years that he was going to have some great moments but it was going to be you know chunks of time where his body just didn't respond where his brain couldn't wrap muster it up you know and so uh i just knew i had to be a lot more patient with him and uh like i said i was really happy with his overall year and just his approach to the whole thing uh and that's what allowed him i think to have a, a strong finish so, I don't want to hear about Fizdale when it comes to he's not doing his job, he's not getting these kids right. The the guy's coaching him. If you if you listen to MSG networks like how I do, Alan Khan already said it. Fizdale calls out every single guy in the film session. Everybody, everybody gets treated equal. We're trying to build a culture here, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving what Fizdale is saying. I'm just loving this team all together. 
And I'm just against the Anthony Davis trade. Like, I'm just so against it. I understand people want to win. We want to win now. We've been going through this nonsense for 20 years. I understand. But when you have Mitchell Robinson and possibly a Zion Williamson who combined will make only $11 million in salary for the next three years, how can you not want to keep that? That's going to be young production. Zion don't need the ball. Mitch Robinson don't need the ball to be effective. KD, Kyrie, run the offense through them. Kevin Knox can play off the ball as well. Run them off screens. David Fisdale going to have to tune up that offense. He's going to have to put in that offensive system to make guys look good. He didn't do that his first year. That's my um, that's that that one thing I get on Fisdale about. That offensive system. He has to put one in. And I agree. I watch YouTube shows like uh, the Nick of Time show, Nick Fan TV. You got uh, Nick Film School. You got um, Hard Nick Life. You got uh, uh, oh man, there's so many Nick shows that I watch that on a daily basis that I follow and and and, and, and I understand what all of these guys be saying, and and it's just a beautiful thing. You got. 33rd and 7th, nothing but Knicks, um, Knicks State of Mind, the New York Knicks show. I, I follow everybody. I try to listen to everybody, and I try to get all types of information. So when I do my podcast, you know, I, I know what's the consensus feeling among, among groups, you know. So I, I'm not with that Anthony Davis trade, man. I'm not with it. Maybe you might be. Maybe you will want the instant gratification. But what if everything go wrong? What if we don't? What if we don't win at all? Then Fizdale gets fired. Then I, I, I'm just not with that. I want Fizdale to be here all four years coaching, and I want him to have his own homegrown talent, and I want us to have flexibility throughout the four years that he's here. If we could just win one championship while he's here, the rest is going to be history. So. That's my take on the Anthony Davis trade, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of people just writing it in posts. Oh, let's trade for him. I, I, I hate that trade. Hate it. Oh, my goodness. Throw it in the garbage, please. Um, But, you know, you can't have everything you want in life, right? <laughs> so, I, I'm just sitting here. I'm praying for the best. Remember, everybody, pray for the best for the Knicks. May 14th is the lottery. We need that number one pick. I, I am hoping we get that number one pick. But I don't want to speak on it too much because I don't want no bad luck, no bad juju. So <laughs> I, I forgot what movie I got that from. <laughs> I figured out. But, you know, shout out to everybody that's been tuning in. I appreciate the love and support. This is episode 32, State of the New York Knicks podcast. The Anthony Davis trade, the trade, the rumors. You know how I feel about it. Now, the people know how I feel about it. I appreciate everybody, man. Shout out to everybody. Peace.